dog's own eyes. After implanting the idea in the dog's brain, Durov would give the order to act it out. Here's how he described giving a telepathic command to a dog named Mars. I look into Mars's eyes, or rather, very deep into his eyes and beyond them. I make passes at the dog, stroking him slightly on the sides of his head, above the mouth, the shoulders, barely touching his fur. The dog points his nose almost vertically, as if it were falling into a trance. My movements deprive the dog of all his will, and he remains in such a state as if he were part of my internal ego. A communication or psychic contact has thus been established between my thoughts and Mars's subconsciousness. According to his memoir, Durov first experienced his power to affect dogs this way under dramatic circumstances. When he was young, he bet his friends that he could go into an abandoned house where a dangerous dog was kept locked up and the dog would not touch him. When he entered, the dog rushed at him, but Durov caught his eye and kept it. The dog slowed, stopped, and retreated as Durov mentally compelled him to stay back. Durov left the house safe, untouched by the dog, and immediately passed out. It's possible, of course, that Durov managed to influence the dog with his body language, not with telepathic powers. In his book, Kaczynski does mention that telepathy has skeptics, but he doesn't seem to consider any other possible explanations for the phenomena he's observing. Those skeptics, too, are often convinced to Kaczynski's side after seeing the results of his experiments. In his time with the animal trainer, Kaczynski documented 1,278 experiments on telepathic dog training over 20 months. In one experiment on November 17, 1922, Durov and another experimenter chose an object for a dog, Mars again, to fetch, a telephone book in a room down the hall from the lab. The first time Durov tried to tell Mars to get the book, the dog ran from the armchair where he was seated to the middle of the room. The second time, the dog tried to close the room's door. The third time, though, he went through the door, into the hallway, into the other room, and searched about. When he found the telephone book, he grabbed it in his mouth and brought it back to the original room. Despite the first two unsuccessful attempts, the experiment must be considered as highly successful, Kaczynski writes. In another set of experiments with a different dog, Picky, the researchers brought the animal to an unfamiliar apartment and gave him a series of telepathic commands. Following Durov's mental instructions, he performed a series of tasks. For instance, he jumped off the chair, ran to the chair near the wall, and just as quickly jumped up on the round table and, standing on his hind legs, reached the lower part of the portrait and began to scratch it with his paws. Kaczynski also built a Faraday cage, which interrupts the transmission of electrical signals, to test his theory about how Durov was communicating telepathically with the dogs. He had the trainer try his mental command strategy while sitting inside the shut cage and with the door open. The very first trial tests revealed that my assumptions had been correct. Kaczynski writes, when the cage door was closed, V.L. Durov, sitting inside, was unable to transmit to the test animal, the dog Mars, outside a mental assignment. But as soon as the door was opened, Mars carried out every order with precision. Overall, Kaczynski reports 696 of their experiments with mental suggestions to dogs were successful. 582 were not. 
According to a zoologist statistician at Moscow State University, an analysis of the results showed that the dog's responses were not accidental, but produced under the influence of the experimenters. Telepathy apparently worked. With dogs, at least. In one experiment, though, Kaczynski had Durov experiment on him. Compel me mentally to make some movement. I am curious to know what I will think in the process, Kaczynski told Durov. Can you do it? Easily, Durov said. You just sit quietly. They were sitting alone, across from each other at a table, and Durov wrote down a command on a piece of paper. The two men locked eyes. I didn't feel anything in particular. But suddenly and automatically I touched the skin behind my ear with the fingers of my right hand, Kaczynski writes. Immediately, Durov handed him the piece of paper, on which he had written, Scratch behind your right ear. These experiments had an innocence, an exuberance to them.